welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker with me, Ryan Deeds, and I'm trying to help agencies get better at operational excellence. And I, and I think that I, I really enjoy the trying to energize the humans behind that because uh, operational excellence is a, is a rough word. But I, I love thinking about making the human experience better. So welcome to the Digital Broker today. Um, thank you, Indio, for helping us out, constantly providing educational uh, opportunities for agencies as we try to all get better together. And if you guys don't know Indio, you should check them out, www. U-S-E-I-N-D-I-O.com. They're a great form solution. They help you collect data easily from your clients and get it back. It makes you look cool, helps you sell more business, reduces friction, which is what we all want. Today, I'm lucky I've got one of my best friends on the podcast with me, somebody that we have a lot of fun together when we get together. It's Dave Clausen from the Clausen Agency up in Long Island. He has a, an interesting producer story that I thought it would be cool to share as he's kind of uh, approached it differently. And I'm going to let him walk through that. But welcome, Dave. Glad to have you with me today, brother. Ryan, what's up, man? How's it going? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you were chatting about a producer. So, you know, um, being a producer is interesting, you know. It's, it's, it's quite a journey. And um, I'd love to share it. Uh, any questions you have, please, uh, please ask away. Well, I think it's interesting because, I mean, we, you and I know each other. And so, you know, I, I, for, for the vast majority of the producers that I know have really come up, they come into an agency, they go into a niche or they go into a small commercial, stay there for a couple of years, cut their teeth and then move out of that. And, you know, from our conversations, um, I've picked up that, uh, that, that, you know, that's not your story. That's not how you did it. And it seems like you know, you're, you're a very successful producer from a generation of new business and then retaining that business and growing that book organically over time, getting new clients. And so I just thought it was, would be a compelling kind of, because I think you're more of a modern producer that's scalable um, than, than some of maybe the, the models from before. And I just wanted you to walk me through kind of how you got to where you are. Yeah. So, I mean, from a lead gen perspective, um, you know, I'll call it an online or digital lead gen perspective. I think it's easier to scale when you are uh, effectively bringing um, people into the funnel, right? So, you know, how many people can you get into the funnel? How many people can you um, sell? And how can you build relationships once you've sold those policies? And how can you build relationships, uh, you know, along the customer experience, right? So, you know, onboarding them as a customer or even just a, uh, a value add to them down the line. But uh, backing up a little bit, um, part of a family business, um, started in 1979, the Clawson Agency. I was just born, so it um, makes me uh, 39 years old. I'm not 40 yet, thank God. Um, you know, never got paid more than $12 an hour, but I... Uh, thank my parents for giving me the opportunity to be to be part of something that's really cool and 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 growing so you know when i was in high school you know we kind of i'd do the afternoon thing and help out around then after college came in and you know was we'll call it uh just doing everyday stuff maybe working on a few computers or setting up a printer or fixing this or that and then kind of developed after college into hey i may want to make this a career and you know, my father 
rightfully so, checked around with a lot of agents around. You know, traditionally family businesses sometimes second generation is maybe not as uh, as um, I don't know successful or third either way. Nepotism. I mean, typically I see nepotism not. It's a mixed bag, right? But I, I generally I would I would I see the transference from family not go real great. But I've seen some stellar examples of that um, recently. I mean, you being one, Dan Horton being one. I mean, you know, folks that are continuing the 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 kind of the 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 clarion call that the founders had put out there. And so, and I think because I think it's more work for somebody who comes in from the family. Honestly, I think there's more pressure. There's more you know, you, you want to stand on your own and do your own thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to, to, to the family's credit, you know, they said, here's a chip, here's a chair. We'll find out what, what you're worth. Here's a phone, go, go do it. You know, and slowly it evolved into, Hey, this website stuff is kind of neat. Maybe we should get one of those. This is back in the almost right around or before AOL days, right? Where you'd like, you'd pop in, you know, and everything was kind of slow and Google, if it was around, I don't even know. I don't think it existed back then. And, you know, slowly kind of just step laddered. Hey, this looks better. Let's try that. Oh, wow, this looks better. Let's try that. How do we reach out to more people? How can we integrate, you know, our marketing platform into, um, or just really a platform of awareness more than anything else into our lead gen engine? Because you were you were you were literally cold calling back in the day. I mean, is that how you were doing it? You were like, "All right, I'm going to knock out 30 calls. If I can do that five times, you know, five days a week, and I have a close ratio of 10, percent I'm killing. You know, I'm I'm closing 15 deals. I mean, is that is that where you kind of because you had to have some pain to say, okay, you know, let's start looking at this digital stuff. Let's start looking at these other opportunities. I mean, is that the pain that you felt like there is a limited amount of success that I can have depending on how many calls and closes I can make? Yeah. So, I mean, as a human or as a producer, we only have so much time or so much uh, reach as far as our, our time and uh, our hands can type or whatever the case may be. So getting a lot of no's is a, is a really good trait of a producer. So, you know, from that aspect of it, I kind of took that um, made some connections, got on the road and built up a book of business where I said, hey, maybe we can take some of this revenue and start building out or investing into this lead engine that uh, I think is going to be the future. And, and that's exactly what I did. And when you say lead engine, I mean, your vision for that was you, at the point at that point you were reaching what were you guys like have mailers and stuff like that or you would reach out proactively call somebody instead of having them be enticed to call you was the class of business that you're going after at that point in time the same as it is today and the same as it is as that as that's matured or are you calling everything and everyone. Yeah, so you know what I was fortunate enough to do is to develop some really key referral sources or referrers that um, you know we did the right thing by them in that class of business. So it wasn't direct to the consumer at that point, but you know it, it switched to. Uh, and then by me, lead you know lead engine, I really mean a lead generation system, if you will, and that's what I've built out. Whether you call it referral sources, whether you call it mailers, whether you call it digital marketing, whether you call it online calculators, whether you call it infographics, you know, adding value to the other side is, is what I've seen is the key to a successful closing ratio from a, from a funnel standpoint, getting a, a lot of people in that funnel and trying to close as many as you can. 
And so, I mean, as you started to, I mean, cause, cause that was still new to the game. I mean, all of that stuff was like yeah. cutting, cutting edge. Like totally. people weren't messing with that. Right. And so no. what were some of the key lessons that you learned as, I mean, cause there was no like book to read. Now you can go out there and you can get 1500 freaking books on, you know, digital marketing and all this stuff. But from your perspective as a producer, cause when you were calling, were you licensed and you were uh, had all your education? You had devoted time to learn coverage, and you had devoted yeah. time to to really learn the nuance of of insurance in your geographic area. I did, yeah. So you know, just growing up in the business, it was you know I, I was sitting there and and actually calling and and working internet leads for a long period of time, and you know you could buy them online, and back then they were you know, several different uh, folks that were doing lead gen that we would purchase them. And, uh, you know, I would, I would call the folks right away within 30 seconds or a minute. And I was like, a, I was, a, you know, playing a, a sophisticated piano, you know, trying to <laughs> quote, quote as fast as I could and, you know, get right back to them and, you know, and email them, you know, a quote if they didn't, if they didn't answer and all that cool stuff. So, um, you know, to, to, to answer the question, um, you know, what, what, what did I learn along this process is that you never stop learning and the pace at which digital marketing is, is, is changing today is, is, is just incredible. I mean, you know, it went from, Hey, I can purchase those leads, um, from people that are, you know, a lead generator to actually becoming one of those and saying, Hey. I can do what they're doing, right? I can, I can, I can do that, you know. And from a scalability standpoint, and being a producer, you can't scale your 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 time. You can only do so many things at once. If I was playing that piano, but if you build out a system that you can just click a few buttons and geographically or psychographically expand, it's very powerful. Well, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think that, like you said, time, from my perspective, with producers, technology should be brought in to free up their time so they can allocate that in the way, in the best ways possible, whatever that sure. is. And and I think the key component that you said there was, I had a, I go, would go out, I would buy a list, and then I would call those individuals in the list. Yep. And if I had a hundred individuals in the list, it's going to take me a hundred minutes. And, you know, and then probably, you know, 150. So before I know it, my day is gone and I've gone through a few. So, and so mentally you're like this, it's, there's going to be an area where I, I am as successful as possible that can sure. go no further. Right. That was That's like right. a, it's right. there's a cap, there's a cap, right? I mean, if you're a barber, you can only cut so much hair. Right. That, that's right. So, Same with the dentist, right? You can only do so. You can only be there for so many things. I mean, there's a limited amount of people that you can see in a day, you know, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's um, it, being a producer today is, 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 is challenging just like it always has been. But, you know, I think the key to being a really successful producer is finding the way you can effectively scale you. You know, and, and whether that be lead gen from a digital marketing perspective or maybe having a team, I'm not sure. Each, each person's going to be different. But, you know, um, for me, it's worked from the from a digital marketing side of it. Well, I mean, I, I, I think that's I, when I see producers that do not generate content, that did not think about how to generate content, 
how to, how to write or create things that resonate with the clients that they're trying to build trust and authority for, because I mean, that's what it is ultimately, right? You're, you're trying to get out there to address a problem that that consumer needs. I mean, when you send out your marketing stuff, it's because it, you guys are for that specific thing. It's pretty niched, right? I mean, you have a very specific, I mean, you're not like blasting general agent stuff all over the place. And strategically, aren't you guys pretty allocated to that? We are. So, you know, from, from our marketing standpoint, we, um, you know, it's, it's taken a while to actually drill down to the specific target audience and get that right. So, you know, we do a lot of homeowners insurance on, um, uh, you know, people that are close to the water and things like that. And to target those folks online, you got to know about their buying habits, the awareness of the problems and, and provide a solution and speak to the message that really turns them on. And also, you know, you gotta, you gotta do some crazy research on zip codes, which ones to avoid, which ones work, you know, and, and, and get that data and just constantly refine it over and over and over until you get a fine wine, if you will. Well, I mean, but so as you, I mean, but those were all lessons that as you spent money, I mean, is that the deal, right? You spent money on marketing. You felt, yeah, as you, analyze the results of that marketing you found some of that money wouldn't net you the return that you that other places would and so you would constantly tweak and adjust at, right is that, is that kind of that process for you yeah i mean so my father's probably going to get uh, get a chuckle here but you know it's you know find out what works do more of that um find out what doesn't do less of that and then just repeat it over and over again but it's constant a B testing and spending a lot of money in the wrong areas and saying, Hey, that really doesn't work. Like we're not doing that again. And you know, one lesson I did learn is, you know, to go slow and say, Hey, let's test this, right? Let's, let's test this out. Does this work? Is there a potential that it would work? Okay. Well, let's see. Boom. You know, throw some, you know, whatever your available spend is. Nope. That didn't work. But sometimes you get a live one and it works and then you could throw a whole bunch of cash at it and say, Hey, wow, this is scalable. We got one here, you know? So, so let's walk through that really, really tactically because, okay, if I'm a producer listening to the digital broker, which I hope there are producers listening to the digital broker, (laughs) you know, and I, and, and my agency is a traditional agency. I'm sitting in a seat. I'm, I'm ginning up prospects through LinkedIn. I'm using referrals to make calls. I'm probably under goal a little bit. I'm stressed out because I need to make numbers. You know, how does that person go from that guy right there or that gal right there to start like what's step one, step two, step three, where they can actually start trying some of this stuff as, as, you know, dumbed down and as tactically as possible for me. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just being a, a producer in general, you, you, you do certain activities, and whether it be from an online digital standpoint, right, or you do it from a referral, store, uh, referral source standpoint, or you go out and you, you talk to people, you know, uh, it's all about the activity and what does that produce. So I think it's important to just step back and say, hey, what, what is this activity producing? Maybe we should try out some other areas. So from the online digital standpoint, you know, I'm constantly A-B testing everything. What activity, what is my, how am I, how is that specific campaign working? And I almost think you could take that outside of digital and say, hey, if you're a producer, is my campaign hitting mortgage brokers or hitting 
restaurants or whatever, you know, line of business you're going after, is that working or not? But I think most of the producers today are not even in that world, right? They, they have no concept of, uh, I mean, they are, okay, I'm a trucking producer. I have trucking yeah. expertise. I have trucking programs mm-hmm. for clients. Yeah. I, I now need to go and digitally expand myself to go get more clients, but I have zero idea because do I go to HubSpot? Do I mean, if, if you sure, wanted to sure, give sure. one, like one, two, Google. three. Google. I would say go to, I would say go to Google AdWords. I mean, you know, but the thing is you can really spend a lot of money. On well, what do you, what, slow down, slow down. Because what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, are you saying that they're going to go yeah. and build a web page? Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you would have to have a landing page or a web page to bring certain people to, um, you know, your target audience that you'd have to attract them into your trucking funnel, right? So if, if you're selling transportation, uh, trucking, let's just say it's a specific niche, let's say repo niche, which is a re- really, really cool one, because I'm sure there's not too many folks that, that deal with that. You know, you'd, you'd have to build out a page that speaks to their to their problem and provide the solution. So it, it would have to be a, a comfortable page that would be user friendly, and then you can start some ads from there, start out very light. All right, so if I'm, I'm a producer and we'll stick with repo for yeah. the rest, for the, for the duration. So sure. I'm a producer. I, I, I've really saturated my local market. I've mm-hmm. got all the, the, the repo folks that I can and now I, I, I want to go to the next higher level. So sure. I, 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 th- I would th- figure out some, I'd go to Upwork probably, something like that, go talk to my company and say, I want to create a landing page. And a landing page is a kind of a flashy page that has cool graphics, strategically placed elements, very, very uh, refined text to articulate specific business problems of that niche to get that person or of that specific thing to get whoever's viewing it to do an action, right? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you have a call to action, which would be to get some information from that person that would potentially lead to a sale. And to your point, you know, you'd have a landing page that would, um, uh, more modern pages today or less text and more, you know, speaking with graphics, and right. there's, there's folks that can do that out there that are better than me at, at doing that. And, you know, that would be where you'd want your target audience to land in which to get them to complete an action, which typically would be a name, phone number, email, and, um, and the line of business that uh, they're looking for and maybe some information on it. And I mean, but today landing pages can be thrown up like, I mean, you're talking about four hours, 10, you know, a day and a half. And then iterate through it. I mean, so as for listeners, you know, yeah. it, it, this is not a complicated thing. The complication becomes in the operation side where ops says, oh, no, you can't go throw up a freaking web page. Oh, no, you can't. You know, if you're a producer in a large company or even a small company, sometimes they're very controlled with what you can do. But sure. I think that you're absolutely correct, especially as firms niche out more. If I can generate landing pages or some kind of digital content that speaks to the problems of that industry, right? Not just the insurance issues, but the business problems to show that I'm an expert in that. 
-hmm. Now I have a weapon that I can use the different channels to drive people to that, right? I mean, that's, that's really what that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, you're, you're a classic example. I mean, LinkedIn is a great B2B um, business to business, um, you know, uh, platform there. You know, you have all sorts of Facebook, Bing, uh, Yahoo, Google. I mean, you name it. Um, if you looked up potentially, I'm just saying, if I was a repo man, I may look up uh, some repo groups or see if there's a, a truckers association that people like. And if there's a specific truckers association association that people, uh, let's say subscribe to or like, you know, you have your target audience set right there. It's very, uh, you know, you can get very granular with that. Well, so, okay. So now that we have our repo uh, page set up, right. And yep. it looks pretty good. It's not perfect, but it's, it's good enough for me to start trying to get people to view it, which we would say drive traffic to. Right. Sure. And so at, in your opinion, Google AdWords is the place to start there because AdWords is the mechanism that Google leverages. So if I go and say repossession insurance, that will show at the top of the page based on how much I pay. Is that's is that correct? Yeah. So there's two components to that. There's the uh, SEO, which is search engine optimization, where people will come up right away, really up high um, on that, where it'll give some information. If you put in that keyword search, for example, Google's algorithm will pop up the most relevant page. Then there's the paid ad that's right above that. And the more niche you get, the cheaper the ads are. You know, which, so, which is key, which is just, I mean, that right there to me, because you, ch you heard trucking in your head and you were like, damn, that's an expensive niche. We let's go exactly, to exactly. That's exactly. Like, I mean, it, it, right. There's no so, way. There's no way I'm doing trade. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's so like, I think that that's such a critical thing because I think that each producer out there is trying to define these hyper niches. I've got buddies in, in uh, Nashville that do liquor, you know, and, and very specific kinds of liquor that they could kind of put a landing page together and then go after yeah. it, right? I mean, absolutely, and absolutely. The, and the cost of it is it's there for sure. But if five years down the road, if, if you have done that, you're so much more scalable from a new, because I mean, you just can, like you said, you can just kind of turn that knob up to drive more traffic in if you have your operations scaled to be able to handle that influx. Cause that's, can you walk me through how you, when, when your leads come in, what happens to those? How much touch do you have with that? I have zero touch with them. So what happens is, it, uh, for example, if somebody submits a request for a quote, uh, it would go, we um, have a CRM that's built out. So it would go directly, the gravity forms go through Zapier, which would um, link straight to our, uh, you know, our CRM system, which notifies around Robin to my team on Slack. And Slack, they can immediately, a text goes out to them and they flick a switch and they can call that phone number that's just been submitted and they have the information right in front of them. And that's all within, all within a minute. And so, I mean, this is, I'm going to walk through that again. So sure. if I, if I'm somebody that comes to a page of yours, I put in some information okay. that then goes directly to your team who then within a few minutes or whatever the time variable is, gives me a call back. As, and now I'm primed and ready because I came to this landing page. I saw the stuff that I kind of like. You're communicating with me. We're starting to build trust. That service component starts to get initiated even mm -hmm. early on. Your technology is good to go. And that's and, and that is for one very, very specific niche, right? That's I mean, right. That's right. 
and if and as you layer so you could literally have 30 niches that were being delivered down in that way where you're kind of hands off right because you're quarterbacking more of the uh, where where to go next right with, yeah, with it's a, this. It's, yeah it's more of a strategy play right at that point hey what are we good at and what do we have the team to support and what specific really really crazy niches can i attract people into my quote-unquote funnel or my marketing funnel that won't cost that much money you know unfortunately for me i'm in a, a you know i'm in a very very competitive space but you know i wouldn't suggest folks get into that into my space right away i do mainly homeowners insurance near the water so you know that's you know you're going up against some uh, big boys but if you had for example i'm just going to make up another one credit risk insurance or you know something along those lines i actually kind of looked into that because i just don't have the time at the moment but there's nobody doing ads right so if you have a department for credit risk right it's like hello those premiums are huge and you know you're not only qualified you're you're more than qualified for that that you could get clicks for like 50 cents a click I mean, and what's the? I mean, and I mean, when you think about it, if you had that expertise to throw up a landing page, to have your team that you've already had in place, I mean, right. it's not that big of a deal, right? Because lay out how you. So when those leads come in, what does that team look like? You got one person there. I mean, I, you know, or is it pretty busy? I mean, are you pushing lead? Or is it? Is it? Oh yeah, we're, we're 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 pretty busy. It's it, it, right now in total. If if you include the quoting portion of our team. We have 12, so we have eight um, uh, actual advisors, we'll call them, rather than, um, you know, they're, they're essentially folks that uh, are really, really good at what they do, and they advise on the coverage that uh, the people are looking for, and they're paid to, uh, to sell insurance, and they're, they're excellent at it, and then we have a, a quoting team that once um, uh, contact has been made with the, with the, with the prospect, you know, we click a button and it goes out and gets quoted and comes back to them, and uh, they go in and provide value to the to the consumer. Because based, based on what the advisors have kind of helped the the consumer decide, once that's that decision right. is made, it goes to quoting. Quoting mm -hmm. then puts it out there. What they give it back to the advisor. The advisor comes back to the client and says, "This is what we have for you." That's right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and so to scale that team. Obviously, to scale any team effectively is always challenging sure. because of people, but that is, that's something that you can find the right people to do the right thing and really create awesome experience where you're focused on dialing. I mean, you're not touching this stuff. You, that is not your day-to-day, -day, right? That is, you're not in that. Frankly, not much at all. It's taken a lot to build the, the team out the right way and to, and to implement some of the technologies, you know, Ryan, but... My my main focus is strategy um, and 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 tactics and how do we attract my desired target audience or our desired you know what do we want to go get let's go get them how can we do it the most effective way what do people like do they like orange buttons as a call to action on a web page or do they like white buttons or do they like this background or that background A B testing you know the uh, the messaging you know is it, it should it be fast and free which we know doesn't work or it should be you know simple affordable you know so you know or should it be quick simple affordable or fast 
simple affordable. I don't know. We have to test all that. And that's all I do over and over again with the ads, with keywords, with the landing page until you have a refined, uh, a refined engine. And something I think it's, it's such an interesting departure from normal producers. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah. Because, because the vast majority would everything there is is like they would just kind of be blind to it i think um and not negatively it's just no. there there's not an awareness on how to do that kind of stuff but i i would suspect that a lot of them might prefer to do that stuff because i think that while it sounds dumb to change the color of a button if you can increase your conversion ratio by five percent or 3%. I mean, it, you're talking about moving mountains that it would take tons of other producers business to be sold and you would run out of time as a traditional producer. You bet. Oh, you, you, you nailed it right there. And you know, for producers out there that are, that are interested in getting involved in that or getting involved with um, attempting to scale, you know, I, from a digital marketing perspective, I, I would suggest, um, you know, you go slow and you just test it out and see what, um, what products are you good at? You know, what are you the best at in the world? And how can you attract those folks into your funnel and, and make some mistakes? It's a lot of work and it's, it's, there's a lot of pain involved. But, you know, just like being a producer and going on the road, you know, that's what we do. And, and, and activity, uh, at the end of the day, we're persistent and we're going to produce results because that's, that's what we're born to do. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's so critical. Like if agencies would, would start to allocate some of their revenue to this kind of stuff, you know, and, and some agencies are absolutely doing it, but sure. not, not enough. Um, I think, you know, I really it's just to be strategic and say, okay, we know we're going to screw up year one. We know that by year four though, we're going to learn some lessons and we're going to be moving some product. I mean, the strategic advantage that they have is just so significant. Yeah. I mean, you think where, where are people, you know, where do you go for, if you need something, you go to Google, right? Or you go wherever you're going to go and find the answer. And, you know, uh, as part of an overall vision from an agency standpoint, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have a significant online presence or online strategic plan, I think you're probably going to get gobbled up. And that's fine if, if, if you're a local agent and you want to stay that way. But if you're looking to grow and scale, this is, uh, this is one way that, that certainly should be part of your overall plan. Yeah, no, I love it, man. Hey, Dave, we're, we're running out of time, brother, but thank you so much for coming on today. This has been awesome. I, I really think that there were some key things in there that uh, if I'm a producer that's struggling a little bit, what I heard today was I should at least identify things that I'm awesome at. You know, what, what can I cover well? What can I provide value at? Then maybe go and look to determine what other people are doing out there digitally. Google that stuff. See, see what comes up. I'll get some examples of landing pages, maybe be able to articulate where, where my value differentiates from their value. At that point, you know, you can start doing different things. You can talk to your operations team about, hey, I want to throw together a landing page for X. And, I, and then once you have that landing page, I think Dave had the right idea, you know, how much time do you invest in cold calling and going to associations and after hours and drinking and all that versus change that behavior to learning a little bit about how to scale that landing page out effectively. And I think that you change your dynamic pretty effectively in the next three or four years. I just, I can't see how you lose if you keep at it. 
I just I thank you so much for that. That was awesome. <laughs> You're the man, Ryan. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I'm happy to. Uh, just was really cool to share uh, my story. So we'll catch we'll you soon. If people want to get a hold of you, Dave, how do they do that? Yeah, yeah, they could send me an email, Dave D A V E at ClausenAgency.com, C L A U S E N Agency.com. Um, or, uh, you could check out my, uh, my website at coastalinsurancesolution.com and, uh, and see what we've done there. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much listeners. Uh, I hope you guys had a, a good time with me and Dave. If you guys are into LinkedIn, check out our LinkedIn group. It's the digital pod, the digital broker podcast group. would love to have you. And I hope it's a great day for you. Thanks a bunch. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one on one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www dot u s e i n d i o dot com slash podcast